Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Galaxy's Roundup. I'm your host, Mike Browning, and I'm excited to be here with you all today. If you're new to Galaxy's Roundup, thank you so much for stopping by. I hope you hear a few things in this show that make you want to keep coming back. If you're uh, not new to Galaxy's Roundup and you've heard a few episodes so far, thank you so much for hanging out with me. I hope you're enjoying this podcast. The, uh, uh, the podcast is now on Patreon. It's patreon.com slash Galaxy's Roundup. If you all are considering contributing to it, completely up to you. The podcast will forever be free. Everything, any kind of content that I ever do on this podcast will forever be free. The option to contribute is there now, though. So if you want to do that, that'd be great. If not, I love you all the same. But I've had a few things on my mind lately. As a fan, as a fan of Star Wars... You know, I think about this stuff all the time. I think about Star Wars all the time. And and even more than that, I think about the state of the Star Wars fandom. You know, because we've been sort of through kind of a rough patch since, since, well, really since 2012. Uh, You know, George Lucas making that humongous decision to sell Lucasfilm to Disney. A massive $4 billion deal. One of the largest deals in film history. Uh, it, I mean, it kind of it rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. A lot of us were kind of just, you know, optimistic. I'd like to see where this goes. Some people were very pessimistic and, and have remained pessimistic since 2012. There are, there are individuals out there. Oh, well, I, I say individuals, but there's entire groups of people out there that despise everything that Disney has done. And um, maybe there's room for that in the fandom as well. As, as weird as that sounds, I mean, maybe... Maybe this idea of balance in the force is something that can be adopted in our personal lives as well. I mean, maybe we need, maybe we need people looking at us, disliking everything that we like to put things into perspective. Now, granted, that doesn't really work if you just don't care what other people think, but I'm willing to admit when it comes to Star Wars, I do care what other people think. I want to know how it's um, uh, impacting other people's lives because it's been a very positive thing for me, a very positive thing for me. So if it's not something that's positive for someone else, I kind of want to know why, you know, that interests me. So Revenge of the Sith came out in 2005. Okay, now the internet was around. I remember in 1996 sending my very first email. So the internet's at least been around since 1996. I think that there was like a beta version of it floating around in like 94 or 95, which Al Gore, oddly enough, takes credit for, for whatever reason. But in 1996, I remember sending my very first email. And uh, sending my first email wasn't the cool part. Getting the response back was the cool part. Okay, so 1996, my world blew up. So the internet was around during the prequels, and it, it did get a little bit more, uh, it became a little more accessible by the time 2005 rolled around and Revenge of the Sith was coming out. We were able to go on like the Force.net, and Wikipedia was a thing then, and these sites had existed for a couple years, but they uh, it wasn't really a place that people visited frequently you know, in the fandom. It wasn't something that was really popular. It was cool. But we didn't use it for the things we use it for now. So uh, we didn't interact with one another, and I guess is what I'm trying to say. We didn't have all this access to each other's thoughts, opinions, views on things in 2005. We were still able to just communicate in Star Wars like in the line at the theater. 
you know, or uh, or like big message boards, you know, there was that was one way on the internet, but there was big message boards. There was whole entire chat rooms just dedicated to Star Wars fans. Okay, so you could kind of filter out, you know, the folks that you probably didn't want to have a conversation with about Star Wars because if they're in this chat room, a chat room dedicated to Star Wars. Chances are they're a Star Wars fan, so you're going to be able to have a conversation with them. But Twitter didn't become a thing until like 2006. It was early. It was early in 2006. I don't know exactly what month, but I remember. I remember very specifically all the people talking about Twitter when it launched, and the people that were really invested, like from the ground up, and really, really diving into this social media platform. They were obsessed with it. Once you know quote-unquote tweeting, once tweeting became a thing and people got this adrenaline rush of typing something, adding a few hashtags, posting it to their Twitter, and potentially millions of people getting to see it. Now, maybe Facebook has already been doing that, but you know, you have to have friends on Facebook. You get followers on Twitter, and it's just a much bigger pool. It's not a, it's not as rigid as a, as a Facebook profile. It was way, way more open than that. So people started getting these like adrenaline rushes of like, you know, if your favorite celebrity were to retweet you or if they were to like something of yours and that that addiction and that sort of out of body experience on the Internet is what got people really hooked on it. It became this thing that was almost like a drug. And it's so interesting that we used to we used to use the internet to escape our real lives and now we like shut ourselves off from the internet and and escape the internet to go back to our real lives it's really really strange how 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 our experience with this with this humongous thing has been very bittersweet but in any case i don't want to get off track we'll get back to that we'll get back to how bittersweet the internet has been twitter so uh, as far as being fans of things, okay, whether it's Star Wars, I mean, we're going to talk about Star Wars here, but whether it's Star Wars or Star Trek or or Friends or The Office or, or what, whatever it is, okay, Twitter now gives you this opportunity to share and be exposed to the most excited and positive people trying to promote the things that they like. And also, the worst possible human beings you could ever imagine you would ever interact with. Now, here's the uh, here's the interesting detail. Hashtags work both ways. If you hashtag things to try to generate excitement around around something, you know, say Star say Star Wars for for instance. Okay, well, there's this big campaign now to make Solo Two happen which I'm 100% for. I absolutely adore Solo. It's actually my favorite Star Wars film from Disney. So there's this hashtag out there, Make Solo 2 Happen. Okay, that's something that's supposed to generate positivity. Well, a hashtag promoting the antithesis of that can become just as popular, if not more so. Because if you ever wanted an example of Misery Loves Company, just go to the internet People enjoy being worked up and frustrated and and stressed out for some reason. And if that and if they don't, that's not what their online image suggests. 
if you were to just take Twitter at face value or take Reddit at face value, you would think that our entire society is embroiled in a civil war. Now, I say civil war very loosely here, okay? We had an actual civil war. I'm talking about keyboard warriors here. But if you were to take the internet at face value, you would think that people just cannot stand each other. It's it's a very, very negative, toxic place sometimes. And from my experience, the only thing that I can boil this down to is uh, controversy is kind of sexy in a way. And I'm willing to admit that I've been caught up in that. I'm going to tell a story here in a minute, a little bit of my background in podcasting and my internet existence altogether because it has redefined aspects of my Star Wars fandom, but not the heart of it. So if you were to take the internet at face value, you would think everyone just hates one another. You know, I know that's a strong word, but there's some terrible, terrible, terrible things written out there between human beings. You know, we can assume that it's human beings. I mean, it's you got to sign into these sites. You have to sign into Twitter. You have to actively engage in these things and put yourself out there and volunteer your time and your emotions and your mind. And you, you have to allow this thing to impact you in the way that it's impacting you. None of it happens unless you let it. That's the weird part. That's what's the weirdest part to me, okay? In any case, so, Star Wars and the internet. Being a fan of Star Wars, once again, for me, has always been more than just the films. It's been this thing that... To find another human being that liked it was, it wasn't hard, but granted, I'm from Appalachia, okay? I'm from a southern state, and I'm from the southern part of that state. I'm an hour away, at the time, when I was a child growing up, getting involved in Star Wars, I was an hour away from the closest movie theater. So to go an hour away to the movie theater and stand in line to see a Star Wars movie, and that be the only time outside of my friends in my neighborhood, that be the only time that I meet another human being that is excite, as excited about Star Wars as me was a magical experience. It might be the only time I see that person, at least for the next three years, because I did see some of the same guys in between Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith three years apart, which was the coolest thing in the world. But that might be the only time you meet that person By default, your interaction is going to be positive because you didn't have to know the details about this person's fandom. You didn't have to know whether or not they uh, liked Phantom Menace. You didn't have to know whether or not they agreed with there being female lead roles in Star Wars. You didn't have to know any of those things. You didn't have to know that about them. All you knew was that you both liked Star Wars. That's why you were there. And you had something to connect with. Someone you'd never met before. And it's in person. You can't not fully empathize. You can't expect yourself to fully empathize with another human being if you don't see their face. If you cannot see their face and you cannot see all of the little details of their expressions and how they respond to what you're saying to them 
if you can't see that, how much does what you say matter? And that's not to say that the things that you type on the internet don't have effect. Actually, it's the exact opposite. They can have a much more harmful effect. Unfortunately, if if you don't generate that natural pause that a human experiences before they say something to another human being, if you don't have that wall and you don't have that filter, you can be a harmful person, even if you're not meaning to be, even if by nature you're not a harmful person. Because I don't think that these YouTubers and these Twitter Star Wars backlash channels, I just don't believe these people are bad people at heart. I think bandwagons become attractive and I think hashtags get very popular. And I think, I think it might be a little bit of narcissism, regardless what it is. If I started uh, an Instagram page of me just holding up an empty photo frame in front of my face, just thousands of different photos of that, different expressions, and that caught on, more people are going to do it. Whether or not you think that that's a fun thing or a funny thing or a weird thing or derogatory thing, whatever your view of it is, if it generates some type of excitement and gets momentum, it's going to get popular. Even hating things, even hating Star Wars, even wanting to twist the knife into the belly of people that enjoy it and keep turning it because it gets a rise out of people, especially when you're very passionate about it. I'm here to tell you today, you can be passionate about Star Wars. You can still love and care about the people that have decided that they hate it and sleep at night. You can still go to bed and wake up every single day excited about Star Wars. I do it every single day. And it it was a journey. It was a journey to get here. But I'm here. And I decided to start an entire podcast because of that. So, with that being said, let's talk about my history of podcasting a little bit. Now, I'm not going to mention specific podcast names. I'm not going to mention individuals' names. I'm only going to refer to myself, and I'll, 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 I'm not going to make up names, but I'll, I'm going to give you enough for you to understand what happened. January 2018 very good friend of mine at the time and myself decided that we wanted to start a Star Wars podcast, a podcast strictly about Star Wars. Now, he and I had been talking for years about doing something creative together. We've never really jumped into the creative circle together. We've not really produced anything together. We've had all kinds of ideas and we would have fun you know, spitballing show ideas and podcast ideas and music and movie ideas. He was a very, very fun guy to talk to about those things, but we just hadn't, we just hadn't taken the plunge together on a project yet. So January, 2018 rolls around and we decide we're going to start a podcast. Now this is on the heels of The Last Jedi coming out. It came out in December of 2017 and uh, I don't need to unpack that whole situation If you're a Star Wars fan, if you're not a Star Wars fan, if you just have access to the internet, you know how big of a deal and how how many arguments The Last Jedi started. So, the fandom's in turmoil. Things are crazy. And Star Wars podcasts are cropping up all over the place. There's negative ones. There's places you can go and listen to things that are very awful and negative. 
you know, the way people feel about Star Wars. And there's tons of positive ones. There's places you can go and experience a very positive atmosphere discussing Star Wars. It's a mixed bag. Anything you want, anything you want that you want tailored to your mood, whatever kind of person you are, it's out there. You can filter it all down. So we decided, okay, this is a medium that's catching some steam. Let's start something. So we started a podcast, okay, just about Star Wars. And we didn't have much to record with. We used a, a gaming headset plugged into my phone recording into GarageBand. Now, if you you talk about bad, bad quality, oof, it was rough. It was rough. It was really rough at first. I didn't know anything about production. It took me a while to understand like noise gates. I mean, I'm I'm a musician. I knew a little bit about recording audio, but I mean, recording drums and recording guitar is completely different than recording voice and even recording voice, recording a singing voice as opposed to just a speaking voice is completely different as well. I'm completely green to this, to, uh, to this discipline. I have no idea what I'm doing. So with what little knowledge we had, I plugged a gaming headset into my phone. I opened up GarageBand, and I started recording. And uh, I just knew that we needed to record tons of content. We had to get it out there. We had to start pumping out Star Wars content. And after the first few episodes, we would find our groove of what kind of podcast we were. Because I didn't want to start it with an agenda. I didn't want to start it with a goal for the content in mind that might seem counterproductive. Uh, but for me, it was such a pivotal time in the fandom. That's the way that it was going to work. It's just the way that it was going to work. I didn't want to come out and immediately be assumed as this thing that's going to promote Star Wars in a very positive way all the time, or this thing that's going to bash Star Wars. I just wanted to have honest conversations about Star Wars. Side note real quick, I went back and I listened to the first three episodes of Galaxy's Roundup, and even this one so far. I'm going to go back and count how many times I say the words Star Wars one day, and it's probably going to be hilarious. I might even do like a little mashup compilation of uh, all the audio. That'd be funny. Okay, but okay, no more, no more getting sidetracked. Let's get back. So we started this podcast, and we're like five or six episodes in. And I'm starting to feel like, okay, uh, we're having honest conversations about Star Wars, but it's not getting any kind of, uh, you know, momentum, really. And I didn't know exactly what to expect. I didn't know what the natural growth of a podcast was. I didn't know, I didn't know what I should anticipate in, in terms of people liking what you're doing, okay? I've never done anything like this. I've produced tons of things in the past. Uh, things that I'm very proud of. This is the first time, you know, throwing my hat in this kind of a ring. So I'm, I have no idea what to expect. So the Star Wars uh, kind of got shuffled in with the rest of the other million Star Wars podcast and forgotten about. Uh, no one was really paying attention to our Star Wars stuff except us. So we made the decision to not keep Star Wars at the focus of our podcast, we wanted to start talking about other things. And uh, I can sit here today and tell you, I think that's where it went wrong. That's if, if I could regret one thing about the actual production of the podcast, it was taking it away from 
Star Wars. And I'll explain a little bit more why here in just a minute. But we wanted to start talking about other things. Okay, and we started having conversations about politics. We had conversations about religion. I mean, we were letting it fly. Okay, there's a, a lot of... A lot of real controversial topics that we just did not shy away from. We talked about all of them, all of them, to the nth degree. We left no stone unturned. If it was a hot-button issue and it hit the news that day, we were going to record about it. We were going to talk, and we were going to record about it. So, I think deviating from our original uh, approach to this podcast, being, being an all-Star Wars podcast... I think that's what pulled the rug out from under it. Now, I say that, and at the same time, when we did get away from Star Wars, more people started listening to it. But I was getting attention for producing content that I wasn't proud of. Going back and listening to some of the things that we would say on that show, I'm not proud of. There are moments that I'm proud of. All in all, I'm not proud of that project. And I can't pretend like I am proud of that project. And it might seem like I'm a hypocrite by going back and doing what doesn't get attention and starting a Star Wars podcast, but I know exactly what I want to do with this one. And I do keep Star Wars at the center because Star Wars keeps me together. Star Wars keeps my thoughts together. It keeps my mind pure. And if I come off like an obsessed fan, you know, like a guy that can talk about his daughter and Star Wars in the same breath and connect the two, it's because I am. And I think that that's okay. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. There's no rule book to this. Okay. There's no rule book to podcasting. There's no rule book to loving Star Wars. There's no rule book to being a parent. There's no rule book. It's all about how you let it impact you. And I let something that I was responsible for every single week go off the rails. We were getting into fights with people on the internet. There were things that were said that were taken out of context. We were getting threats in our email. We were our, our, our internet presence was becoming soured and soiled and very, very, very negative, very not okay. And I had to leave. I had to leave it. Uh, I had to walk away from it because I have a facility in me that does away with things that are doing me harm. And I'm very proud of that. Maybe a lot of it has to do with my past. Maybe. I'm not sure. I don't know exactly how I developed it. I've had a very awesome life. I've got amazing parents. I've got an amazing child. I've got an incredible uh, brother. I've got best friends. I, I've had an amazing life. I've also dealt with a lot in my life, too. I've also had to facilitate and, and, and make these ways mentally to get through a lot of things that I have, that I have been through. So I've, uh, some people call it having a guard up and I don't think that that's a bad thing. I don't think it's a bad thing to have a guard up. I think unapologetically being dedicated to the sanctity of your mental health is paramount. 
And you don't just owe that to yourself. You owe it to everyone around you as well. You owe it to everyone around you, the people that really love you, the ones that are really there. You know, I, I, I don't hold any ill will toward the guy that I was doing that podcast with. I don't, I don't hold any ill will toward anyone that said anything negative to me for doing the podcast. I met a lot of awesome people. I got a lot of great experience, but I had to get back to Star Wars. I had to get back to Star Wars because that is, that is the root of my positive world in a way. I, I, I guess you could say it. It's, it's, it's why I became a collector. It's why I started collecting these Black Series figures. I want to just to be surrounded by it. Because it makes me feel good. And I've just gotten to a point in my 31 years on Earth that I'm not going to be involved in anything that doesn't make me feel good anymore. I've been involved in things that made me very uncomfortable. I've done things that made me very uncomfortable and I was very not proud of after the fact. And I even released those things to the world. And I don't like that. So, not in an attempt to right any wrongs. I own everything that I've ever done, but I wanted to get back to Star Wars. So now we have Galaxy's Roundup. And yes, it's a podcast about Star Wars, but I don't know if you can tell so far or not, but it's a little different. You know, I've been, I've been speaking now for almost 26 minutes and I've talked about my love for Star Wars, but I've not necessarily dove into the lore or anything like that. I'm going to, I'm going to do that on this show. That's going to happen. I promise you. But there's so many podcasts out there that want to talk about Star Wars like they're just films. And that's not what this is. My life has been mired in loving this property and loving this franchise. It's, it's defined so many things for me. And I wanted to start an adventure doing it. And I failed at it at first. Not just, be, and I don't think that's because I was doing it with someone else. It's because there are a lot of other outside influences and temptations happened, and it went off the rails, and it had to go away. Now I have an opportunity to do it the right way, to do it a way that I'm proud of, and to do it in a way that I can look back on and listen to these episodes and hand them to people and know that I'm behind everything that I do now. Because I've always thought that Star Wars is something to celebrate. It's something to be happy about. Even arguing about it can be fun. Even debating about it can be fun. And it should be fun. But when, you're, when your existence in this world boils down to what you hashtag and who you're going to get into an argument with on a Twitter feed about women in Star Wars or... or, uh, or uh, the one-off films not being as good as saga films, whatever the arguments, whatever the arguments are, the Ryan Johnson craziness, you know, Kathleen Kennedy, all of this hatred and this bile. Look, I don't agree with everything that's happened in Star Wars, okay? I, I, I'm, a, I'm a prequelist. I love the prequels, but I love the prequels for a different reason. I love the new Star Wars movies, not because they're perfect, but because they are continuing a tradition, Force Friday, midnight releases, the sounds, the music, they're continuing a tradition that I have been involved with since I was five years old. So I don't think anything can happen that would make me 
hate, quote unquote, hate Star Wars. There's nothing Disney can do. There's nothing Ryan Johnson can do. There's nothing Kathleen Kennedy can do. There's nothing Daisy Ridley, John Boyega, Oscar Isaac. There's nothing these people could do that would make me hate it. Because it's not just about movies. Everyone has their own definition of Star Wars. And unfortunately, if you've decided to define it as something for you to get on the internet and interact negatively with other people about, well, that's that's up to you. That's up to you. I just don't have time for that anymore because I love being happy. And Star Wars is something that makes me happy, continues to make me happy, and I hope it continues to make you happy. So, there it is. I'm going to take a small break. And when I come back, I'm going to give you all something very, very special. Something new. A new direction. Another way to celebrate Star Wars. There was still traffic that morning. The sandstorm had been going for maybe, maybe three weeks, it felt like. I've just had this shop here for two seasons now. And I do not need this. This is terrible for business. Can't even see your hand in front of your face. And there's still speeders up and down the street. I heard all kinds of stories about Moss Eisley. Go to Moss Eisley, the huts run it, there's tons of gangsters, there's all kinds of money. So what do I do? I leave Caden and Moidia, I come to Moss Eisley, and I start a shop. And I'm standing here. Not one patron in sight in the middle of a sandstorm. I'm starting to see something in the distance. I'm not sure exactly what it is. I can't, I can't make it out. It's not a bantha. It's too small to be a bantha. But it doesn't have the outline of a regular man either. The closer it gets. Okay, I see him now. He has a cloak. He's running. He's running directly at me. But then he stops. And he turns around. The second I heard that, I ducked behind the counter in my shop. What on earth was going on out there? And why is a Jedi Knight in the middle of Maul's Island? 
Whatever it is, maybe that's what stirred up all the traffic this morning. Now he, he, he puts his lightsaber away and I, I decide I'm going to look around the side of the counter in my shop. What went on? And who was he? As I'm trying to make out a face in the distance, I see, the, I see this little boy running straight toward my shop in the same direction that the older man was running toward before he experienced his conflict. So the little boy gets to me. He's short, small, maybe seven, eight years old. He has blonde hair and blue eyes. And he says, please, please, can we come in for a bit? Okay. So he motions for the older man, the Jedi, to come into my shop. Now, I've been begging for customers all morning. But before I'm going to start offering them Melu runs at the best price on Tatooine, i got to know a little bit more about these two. The Jedi tells me his name's, I don't know, was it Kenobi, I think? And I didn't get the little boy's name. But I asked him, why are you in the middle of the street in a sandstorm fighting? What happened? Apparently, the little boy got kidnapped by some gangsters. A deal went wrong. They tried to rob his, his uncle and his aunt, I think it was. So he got kidnapped and carried way away from his farm, apparently. And this Jedi decided to go and save him. I asked him how well they knew each other. And they said not well. They had only just met, according to the little boy. And no offense to him, but I had to ask Jedi Kenobi, why would you go this far out of your way and risk your life to save a little boy you barely know? And he smiled at me. So I handed him a Melu run, free of charge. I mean, I figure at this point, I don't need their money. The weather is seriously harsh outside. And he was just in a fight. And this little boy's scared. I don't need their money. I'm just happy to have the company. That was the first of many five-minute original Star Wars stories that I'm going to be doing on this podcast. I'm going to kind of put them here and there. They're going to be sprinkled about just to have fun. I'm going to tell original Star Wars stories that take place in different parts of the galaxy. They could be on Tatooine, Coruscant, Naboo, Utapau, Mustafar. We're going to explore the galaxy in brand new original fun stories to tell. If you got some ideas of your own, just email me, galaxiesroundup at yahoo.com. Thank you all so much for listening today, and I'll talk to you next time.